Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Are you ready for the Word of God? Today I will continue the second part of one of the keys to prosperity of the blessing of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, we are people who have ears, who can listen to the voice of the Spirit. Therefore, today, I believe that your people in this room will not only hear what their pastor says, but they will hear deeper than that, more than that, because your Holy Spirit will speak into their heart and will renew their soul, their mind. And you will show them even deeper, help them to understand the Word of God more than even me, myself, at this point, so that they can be effective and they can grow and bless. And Father, we believe, Lord, that today this Word will make a big change in their life, and your Holy Spirit will quicken them, will really inspire them and strengthen them to do what you say, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Last Sunday, we began to talk about one of the keys to the blessing of prosperity in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. And the key word or the key to prosperity is the word obedience. Obedience. We learned last Sunday that it is the original plan of God to bless mankind. When He created Adam and Eve, He blessed them. But He gave them the condition because God did not create man to be a robot pushing on the button and then the robot will follow the command of the machine. God created man, including you and me, to have a freedom of choice. We can choose. And at that time, God told Adam, you choose to obey me. You choose not to touch that tree. You're going to be blessed in the Garden of Eden here. Your family will be blessed. Your household shall be blessed. Your finances, your eating and drinking, and your work shall be blessed. Adam and Eve had the choice to make, but unfortunately, they made the wrong choice. And then the blessing was taken away, and they began to face the cursing. The Bible says that choose now, life or death. Choose now, the blessing or the cursing. You can choose heaven or you can choose hell. You can choose God or you can choose the devil. Our life is so full of choices. I don't know about you. I cannot make a decision for you. But I myself, I choose the blessing. And I choose the blessing not just for myself, but my children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren to the thousandth generation. We make the choice every single day. And the Bible says that when we make a choice to obey Him, we will be blessed. We will have prosperity of soul, spirit, and also our physical part and finances. Today we're going to learn about characteristics of obeying God that brings prosperity. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 2 and verse 13, the Bible says, if you obey the Lord your God, that is in NIV, in the New King James Version, say, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. I continue to read in NIV. Carefully follow all His commands I give you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come upon you. 
and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. It's a condition you obey. It's your choice. The Lord will make you verse thirteen will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them. You will always be at the top, never at the bottom. The first characteristic of obeying God that will bring the prosperity and blessing to our life is about how we receive the voice and the command of God. The Bible says, "If you carefully or diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God." Last time, I was. Teaching you that there are two kinds of voices from God. Number one is Rema. Rema means the voice from the Holy Spirit for you. I thank God for Rema. Last night I could not find a memory stick that I need to return to the church. I could not remember where I put it. I looked in my briefcase, in my computer bag. I could not find it. And then I began to hook up to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit told me, "Go to look in that box." And I never thought about it at all that I put that memory stick into that box. I went to open, and it was there. Thank God for Rema, for the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why you're going to continue to learn in this camp how to be led by the Spirit of God. It's so important. This morning I woke up. I thought that I erased all the file from Toronto that cannot have the voice in the movie to put in the YouTube, and I felt so bad that I erased it from the memory card. But when I woke up, I was thinking about that. The Holy Spirit told me, "Son, it's in your hard drive. You haven't erased that part yet." I walk out to look at my hard drive. I found them. I found the clips. The voice from Toronto. You see, you need to listen to the voice of God and obey Him. The second one is we call logo, the word of God written in the Bible. Here, the voice of the Holy Spirit will never contradict the word of God in the Bible. Now, how you gonna obey if you don't receive? You need to receive the word. You need to receive the voice. And the Bible in this part, the Hebrew language, when the Bible say, "If you fully obey or pay attention to," the original language means listen carefully, paying attention to, agreeing with him, and willing to follow. It's all about heart attitudes. We receive with the attention. Paying attention, we don't play with phone while we are listening to God, or we cannot read the Bible at the same time, watching movie in the TV at the same time. You need to listen to Him when He say something. We stop everything and listen. We don't play around. We just pay attention to what He says and carefully obey. The attitude that we can receive the Word of God or the voice of God. Is important. What kind of attitude we should have? Number one, we see the value of the voice of God and the word of God. Number two, the attitude of honoring God is our God. We need to respect Him and honor Him. When He say, "Yes, Lord," we honor. We should not just do something else and let Him keep talking. We should listen to Him carefully. In an honorable way, and not only that, we have the attitude of agreeing. Yes, like I always say, yes, dear, happy wife, happy life, a happy God, happy life as well. We say yes to God. We allow the word of God to come in to influence our life, to change our life. We listen carefully. The Bible say, "My son, pay attention to my word." Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes, and keep them in the midst of your heart, because they are life to those who find them, and they are health or medicine to their flesh. 
So we have the attitude that I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to keep my eyes on what he say. And I will receive it. I will put it into my heart. I will not just let it come in to my right ear and let it go out into my left ear. I will receive and come in and keep it there. I want to keep the word of God. Open my heart to receive every verse in the Bible, everything he say from the Holy Spirit. That's why in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 7, verse 11, verse 17, 29, chapter 3, verse 6, and verse 13 and 22. So many verses I just show you. He said this way, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. In other words, keep your ears open and pay attention. If you don't know how to receive his commands and his voice, how are you going to obey him? The first step is to receive what he say. The first step is to pay attention and to get it into your heart and submit and surrender and say, yes, Lord, I agree with you. So number one, you need to receive. Pay attention. Listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God. When you read the Bible, let the Holy Spirit teach you, speak to you, and pay attention to every single verse in the Bible, and let it sink into you, and say yes and amen, I would do it. Don't just read it, just a history book. Go by very quickly, or read the Bible just for teaching the Bible. No, you read it for yourself before you go out to teach anybody. So that's number one. Receive carefully with the right attitude. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, 9, 13, and 14, I read again. And carefully follow all his commands I give you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. Verse 9. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on oath. If you keep, if is a condition, is your choice. Keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you, if again, you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands, any of the commands I give you today to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. The second characteristic of obedience, number one, listen carefully, receiving with the right attitude. Pay attention, keep it in your heart, honor the word, surrender to the word, your heart. This way, you submit yourself to the word of God, to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And number two, the second characteristic is to strictly, seriously following all his command. When the Bible says carefully following his command, in the Hebrew language, it means this way. Let me read a few scriptures that use the same Hebrew language. Deuteronomy 17 verse 10. Be careful to do everything they direct you. Be careful to do everything they direct you. Deuteronomy 33 verse 9, but he watched over your word and guarded your covenant. The original Hebrew language means this way, to guard, to protect, to watch over, to build a fence around it. It gives us picture of protection, guarding, seriousness, being strict to protect something. When you come to know God, you need to understand this. Our life is like a city. Our life is called the house of God that the Holy Spirit dwells in. Before you go to bed at night, you go check out the door and lock out the door. Make sure that the thief or the robber will not walk in. 
Some of us pay money every month to have the camera, video camera, to watch anybody come to the front door. You do everything to protect yourself. In the same way, you do things to protect your body. I always tell my patient, especially those above 40 years old, young kids, easier. But when you get older, I told them, "Hey, you need to take care of your body. You need to eat well." You need to be careful with food. You need to be careful when you lift something. You don't do like this because you're gonna hurt your back. Don't bend over all the time. When you're gonna lift something out of the car, go close to it and lift with your knee up and your elbow. Don't twist your back like this. You're gonna hurt your back. I always educate my patient because they need to watch. They need to guard over themselves. And if they obey my command as a doctor, they will not get sick. But if they break even little command, they can be in trouble. The same thing: if you want to protect yourself from the evil ones, from the cursing, from the accident, from any kinds of problem that can attack you, you need to strictly guard yourself by obeying God in every single step. Every command in the Bible, every command that come from the Holy Spirit, you obey strictly to guard yourself, to watch over yourself, to put the fence around you that the devil cannot attack you and cannot put curses on you. When you sin against God, you open the door for the curse to come in. That's why people get into trouble because they rebel against God. When I read the scripture. It makes me think about my job as a neurosurgeon. I share with you a little bit. You can see the picture. In neurosurgery practice, we have the rule of medicine, and we have the rule from the government. The government keep coming up with more and more rules, so that we will not make mistake. I give you example. Before the patient show up in the hospital, we need to have a current. History and physical examination, not 10 years ago, because we want to have a current picture, current situation to fix the problem, not the old picture. Number two, I need to go and greet my patient and ask them to sign the consent, and I need to write, use a pen to write on the part that I want to operate on. If I want to operate on the left brain, I need to mark the head on the left side. The patient will not go to the Operating room without the marking, because without the marking, I can open the head on the right side, open or cut the leg on the wrong side, cut the body in the wrong part, and the patient can get into trouble. So you have to mark. That's the second step. Three, I tell the patient wash your skin with hypocrisy before you show up, and when you show up, this is step, step, clean the back. And after we clean the back totally, I need to make sure I wash my hand very well, clean up every single area, cut my nails off. No bacteria in my nails. Put the glove in. The glove has to be clean. Then I hold my body like this, not like this, because I don't want my hand to touch any table. I need to stand like this during the surgery time, and before I make a cut. I stand on whatever side of the patient. For example, if I want to do the right side, I stand on the right side, and everyone look at each other's eyes. The anesthesiologist, the nurse, will say, "We're gonna do lumbar laminectomy on the right side." And I look at myself. I stand on the right side. I'm serious because I can stand on the wrong side. I stand on the right side and say, "Are we ready?" You give antibiotic already. You check everything. Okay, the cut start. And during the procedure, I follow every single step as a good neurosurgeon must do. Stop the bleeding. Every single step to prevent cutting the nerve, tearing the covering of the nerve. Anything. Every single step, I follow every single rule. Of medicine, of a surgery, so that my patient will have 
the best outcome and do well. Now you see that is medicine. I strictly follow every single step, and I still do that every week, every patient. And not only that, in my heart, when I cut, I say to myself, "This is my brother, this is my sister." I will not do sloppy job here. I'm gonna do the detailed job. I check my heart. This is not a business. This is my family. Every single step. Now, in your own life, the same way. I compare this to surgery to show you that if you carefully follow every single step. Yesterday, I gave advice to one of the leaders in the church. God spoke to me. I gave advice. I say this: every decision you make, every word you're gonna say, every action you're gonna take, you ask yourself. Am I following my flesh, or I am following the Holy Spirit? Whatever you say is from your flesh, or from the Holy Spirit, or from the Word. And if it's from your flesh, stop right away. Don't do it. But if it's from the Holy Spirit, you can do it. And it's in the Word of God, you do it. In other words, don't walk by the flesh. The flesh is opposite to the Holy Spirit. If you keep following the flesh, you're gonna get into trouble. You're gonna get into divorce, losing money, big problem, because you disobey the voice of the Lord your God. Strictly everything in detail. If you want to be blessed, if you want to have a good family, good business, health, healing, everything, follow in detail. Second. Timothy chapter three verses sixteen to seventeen. All Scripture is God's breath, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Every Scripture in the Bible was written for us to follow. Definitely, we pull out the principle, interpret the Bible, use the principle from the Scripture. We should. Respect every single command, everything the Bible say. Strictly follow every single command. Die to the flesh. Obey. Value every command of God. The command that we feel comfortable to, and the command that we don't feel comfortable to. The voice of the Lord that we like, we need to obey, and the voice of the Lord that we don't like, we need to obey. It's about making decision. Actually, I don't like all many many procedures that the government command the doctor to say to do right now. They come up with new law, new laws for medicine to practice. But I know they produce the law to protect the patient. I need to follow, even though I don't like them because make me work harder and have to do more job in my surgery. I have to follow the step. The command every single step in order to have the success in my life. Amen. The Bible says, "Do not turn aside from any of the command I give you today, to the right or to the left." In other words, don't twist the Bible. Be honest with the Bible. Don't try to play gymnastic with the Word of God. Don't try to distort the Bible. Don't give excuses. I see Christians all the times give excuses when we say, "Oh, the Bible said this, God said this." Oh, but please don't say "but." B U T, not B U D. Don't say "but." You say "Yes, Lord." Please don't argue. Please don't twist the Bible. The Bible said, "Don't miss the meeting," but. I can miss. I have exception. Follow strictly. Go to church every Sunday. Read the Bible every day. Love people. Give people. Be faithful in your tithing. Don't cheat even one penny. Just be strict in following the word of God. Don't say but. Don't argue. Don't give excuses. And if you're not blessed, don't blame God because you don't fully follow the word of God. 
You play game with God. You twist the Bible all the time. You always use your reasoning to argue with God. Just follow God. Don't twist the meaning of the Bible. Amen. And not only that, the Bible say in verse 9, and walk in His ways. And walk in His ways. What does it mean walk? When the Bible talk about walking, it means lifestyle. You don't obey the command of God only when you feel good, only when the sunshine come out. You follow the way of God, the command of God, all the time as a lifestyle. Walking is a lifestyle. Every minute, every day, you obey the word of God until it becomes your way of life. You wake up in the morning. You start your life. That is the way you live. You live by being led by the Spirit and by obeying the Word of God. If somebody step on your toes, make you mad, right away you walk into the way of God and say, "I forgive you. I loved you. I will do good to you." If you have to face a situation that tempts you to cheat something. You say no. I'm gonna walk in the way of God. I'm not gonna cheat. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna steal. I'm not gonna take advantage of my boss and do something bad. I'm gonna walk straight in the way of God. I like what Genesis chapter 17 verse 1 say. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said. I am God Almighty. Walk before me. Walk in His way before Him. He is standing in His road. God is standing in His road, and Abraham walk in His road in His way, and God watches him. Okay, okay, okay. Not out of this way. This way, and be blameless. Walk in His way and be blameless. First King chapter three verse fourteen. And if you walk in My ways and obey My statutes and commands as David your father did, wow, King David was a great man. He may fail sometimes, he may make mistakes sometimes, but he get back right away. He repents so quickly. You remember when he, he committed adultery with Bathsheba. And he was rebuked by the prophet Nathan. Right away, he said, "Sorry, God, I'm sorry." He did not argue and give excuses and try to use all kind of reasoning to argue with God. He said, "I'm sorry. I walk back in God's way." And then God command his son, "Hey, your father David was a good example." He walk in my ways and obey my commands, my dear brother and sister. This should be the way of Christian life. We should receive the word of God and let the word of God come in. We receive the Holy Spirit. Let Him come in, and He works in our life, changes from glory to glory to glory to glory. The Bible say that. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen, he is a new creation. The old has gone, and the new has come. Romans chapter twelve verses one to two say, "Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world." You choose God's way or the world's way. You say, "I'm going to choose God's way, not the world's way." But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is—His good, pleasing, and perfect will. One of the good example of doing this is Jesus Himself. Jesus walk in the way of God. All the days of his life, this is the way we do. Let the word of God come in, gradually changes, little by little. The Holy Spirit working us inside us until 
we become more and more like Jesus. The word of God changed the way we think, the way we speak, the way we say things, the way we respond to the situation, the way we act, the way we manage our time and money, everything, the way we handle people around us, relate to people around us. Let the word of God come in and change us until the nature of God become our nature, become the lifestyle, either in front of people or behind people. Lifestyle means in front of your pastor, you do that. Behind your pastor, you still do the same thing. In front, some people come to church, Hi, how are you? Oh, God bless you. When they get home, all the cussing words come out. They get angry. They just kick on people. But in the church, Hi, look so holy. How are you doing? God bless you. But at home, Look like a lowering light on. No, please. Anytime your nature to become like Christ, strictly follow the Bible. Don't turn aside. That is the way of life. Let the Word of God change you. I believe if you can do that, you shall be blessed. Do you know the reason why we still come to church every Sunday? Because no one in this room, including me, have arrived and become like Jesus yet. We are still on the process of growing and changing. That's why we need the preaching. We need the discipleship. We need to spend time with brothers and sisters who are more mature than us, who can lead us to the way of God, who can correct us, inspire us, set example to us. We need the church community so that we can become more and more like Christ and do the right thing. What I preach now is your choice. Do you make that choice to carefully receive the Word of God? Seriously. Do you make choice that I'm going to walk in the way of God as my lifestyle 24-7? Oh, I don't care. I'm going to do my own way Pastor, you can preach until my ear drop off. I still do what I want to do. Or you're going to make a choice to change and to be transformed to become more like Christ. Until 24-7, you can obey the Word of God. That is to walk in love and obedience. Amen? Now, the last one, the characteristic of obedience. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 14. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Strength physical body. In other words, obedience includes serving God. In our life, we serve something all the time. Think about this. We serve something. We serve things that we consider our God. Some people, their God is money. They serve money. They work, 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 work to make money. And some people, their God is reputation. Some people, their God is fun, having a fun time. What do we serve? I'm not against being rich. I'm not against having a good job, having promotion. But those things should not be our God. The Bible warns us that if we follow him, obey him, we will serve only him not other things. Jesus is our example. John chapter 17, verse 4. This is what he say. I, mean Jesus, have brought you, the Father, glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. 
I want to encourage everyone in this room and everyone who listened to this teaching in the internet or YouTube. You need to find out what God calls you to do. Every one of us was born into the earth with a mission or with a assignment to do something. Don't just go to church and warm the pew and say, "Hey, I finished my religious commitment. I'm gonna go home and enjoy my life now." No, no. Everybody can do something for God, serving God. You can help in different ministry. You can smile, standing there, smile and welcome people. You can help to do so many things. The ministry is so big that we need more help. Everybody should say, "God, use me. Help me to find my ministry." You are my God. I'm going to serve you only. Amen. Every Christian should serve God. Do something. Don't just live there by day. Don't go to church for religious ceremony and say, "I wait to go to heaven." No, you are on earth with an assignment, with a mission to do something. I believe I have given you example long enough. I have been a pastor here for this is the 30 years, 29 years or something, 29 years, and I'm a neurosurgeon. Even though I'm a neurosurgeon, I serve God. I don't give excuses that I'm too busy. I use my gift of teaching, preaching, meeting people, making disciple. I serve God. Set example to you that I'm not having an excuse that, oh, my job is neurosurgeon. I'm gonna come and pay tithe and bye bye. No, I serve the Lord. You serve the Lord. Everyone should get involved in serving the Lord in certain way. We should all get involved. Matthew six twenty four say. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to encourage all of you. Obedience includes number one: receive it with the right attitude. Receive the word. Receive the voice of God with respect, honor. Serious about it. Pay attention. Carefully listen. And after you receive into your heart, then you obey everything He tells you to do strictly. Don't play game with God. Don't twist the Bible. Don't use all kind of reason to argue with God. Just be like little children. Obey God. And one thing that you do when you obey God is you serve. The Lord. Make a decision that I will serve the Lord, like Joshua say, "I and my household shall serve the Lord." If you can do all these three things, God will open the floodgates of heaven. He will pour out the blessing upon you. He will find a job for you. He will open a door for your promotion. He will give you good breaks. He will protect you from accident, protect you from losing money in a wrong way. He will heal your sickness and disease. Amen. Serve the Lord. God can perform miracle. This morning I heard the news that a young boy, young man, 24 years old, was diagnosed as having stage four cancer. His dad is a new pastor, and the dad served God faithfully. We pray for this man. I don't know him, but I got the news. So I pray. I believe the church pray for him. He went to see his doctor. This past few days, the doctor did some tests, and the doctor said, "Go home. The cancer was gone." That is the blessing, because the father served God in the church. I want to encourage all of you. Get involved. Take serious about the word of God from now on. Don't just read to decorate your brain. Obey. Do it as a lifestyle from now on. 
Let the word of God change you, transform you from glory to glory to glory. When people look at you, they will say, "Yes, you are a Christian." When people look at you, they will not shake their head and say, "You are worse than me." I'm not a believer, but your behavior look worse than me. We need to be the light and the salt of this world. Amen. If you don't know what to serve, come to talk to pastors in the church or care group leader, and say, "What can I do? Help me." I want to get involved. Come and talk to the pastors. Talk to your care group leaders. Do something for God. Amen. Not for reputation, not for position, but because you want to obey God. God called you to do something. Obey Him. Don't ignore His calling. Amen. He gives you gifts, spiritual gifts. Use your gifts, because the gift and the calling are the same thing. When you have the gift, it means that is your calling. You need to obey His voice. Use your calling. Use your gift for the kingdom of God. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for showing us in the Scripture the characteristics of obedience. Help us, Father, to receive your voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit, to receive your word from the Bible with a humble heart, to honor you. To pay attention to your word, to keep them in our eyes, to keep them in our ears and in the midst of our heart, Lord. Oh Lord, and help us to be doers of the word of God, to strictly obey the way of God, to put the fence around us that we will not sin against you. We will not be rebellious against you, and open the door for the devil to come in to destroy ourselves, our home, our kids, our spouse, Lord, our money. We will guard ourselves, just like the neurosurgeon guard himself from complication by doing every step of surgery in a detailed, strictly way, Father. We want to do the same thing to our own life and to this church, Lord. Father, we also want to serve you only, Lord. We don't have other gods in our life, Father. We thank you so much that you show us your Scripture today, and we ask your Holy Spirit to give us grace to be able to do what we learned today. May your Holy Spirit remind us. Of this truth that we learn, and Lord, we shall test the goodness of God. We shall experience the open floodgate of heaven. We shall be the head, not the tail. We shall receive prosperity from you, Lord, because we carefully, diligently obey the voice of the Lord, our God. And fully obey every command. Follow and pay attention to every command that you have given us in the Bible, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you're not born again yet, I'd like to encourage you to be born again today. Or if you have backslid, I want you to come back to God and ask God to be your Lord and your Savior. Jesus is your God and your Savior. Why don't you pray with me? For those believers, you can pray again. You can confess with your mouth, and you pray the prayer of commitment to Him. Father in heaven, Father in heaven, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you want to bless me. That you want to bless me and give me super abundant life. Give me super abundant life. You are the source. You are the source of the blessing. Of the blessing. I come to you. I come to you. Surrender to you. Surrender to you. Ask you for forgiveness. Ask you for forgiveness of my sins. My sins and my rebellion. Please wash me. Please wash me. Wash my conscience. Wash my conscience. 
by the blood of Jesus Christ. By the blood of Jesus Christ. I confess with my mouth. Confess with my mouth. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. And my Savior. My Savior. His blood, His blood. cleanses me. Cleanses me. O oh Lord. O oh Lord. From today on. From today on. Jesus. Jesus is my master. Is my master. He is my God. He is my God. I will serve Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will not serve money. I will not serve money. I will not serve other things in this world. I will serve you, Jesus. I will serve you, Jesus. I will build your church. I will build your church. Preach the gospels. Preach the gospel. And make disciples. And make disciples. Fulfill the great commission. Fulfill the great commission. To do your work. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. One day before I die. One day before I die. I can say like Jesus. I can say like Jesus. I have, completed I have completed the work you call me to do. The work you call me to do, and I will enter, I will enter into, paradise into paradise to be in my estate and receive rewards from you, Lord. Receive rewards from me, Lord. The crown of righteousness, crown of righteousness. the crown of glory, O oh Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Bless me as, as I obey you. As I obey you. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. May the Lord bless all of you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is anybody in this room sick right now and want God to heal you? I want you to stand up at your chair there, and we're gonna pray the prayer of faith together to receive healing. Amen. Stand there at your chair. Thank you, Jesus. How many people believe that God is our doctor? How many people believe that God can heal our sickness? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pastor Caesar, can you come and pray for the sick here? Get, grab the microphone. Pray. Believe God together. Let's all stretch our hand and bless those who are sick that they will be healed. Hallelujah. Father, as we stand in this house today as your children, God, we stand in believing that you are the God who heals. You have said it in your word, God. Lord, you say that Jesus, he took our infirmities. He carried them. Amen. And it's because of what he has done through his death, burial, resurrection, that we stand as healed today, God. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for every single one that's standing today in need of healing today, God. Father, I pray that you would touch their very body today, God. And God, we speak to every infirmity that is trying to rear its head and cause affliction to happen in its bodies. We command these infirmities to go in the name of Jesus because your name is above every name, God. Father, we say, you say at the name of Jesus, demon shall flee. So we command this demon of sickness to go in the name of Jesus. And God, we release all heaven today. We release healing on the bodies of your people today, God. And Lord, we say that they are healed. They are whole because of the blood of the Lamb. And we thank you today for it, God. We shout the shout of victory today, God, because we believe we, we receive it today. And we thank you. We give you praise. And we give you all the glory. Because you are the healer God. So bless you, Lord, and thank you for healing every single one here today, God. And we await, oh God, we await for the manifestation of this prayer today so that your people would give you the glory for it. You say that it overcame him by the blood. 
blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So we believe and we expect great testimony to come forth. And we thank you and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's close this service by singing this song. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible to you, my Lord and King. Nothing is impossible. The Creator of all things formed the world of nothing, and formed by Your hand. Nothing is possible. For nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible to you. Nothing is impossible to you, my Lord and King. For nothing is impossible. The Father, these are your people. These are your children. Lord, bless them. Bless the work of their hand. Bless their emotion. Bless their finances. Bless their health. I don't care what sickness they have. They are healed by the stripe of Jesus Christ. Lord, no one shall be in lack. Everyone in this house shall enter into the promised land. Will experience the Garden of Eden, and the blessing will go down to the thousand generations. Bless them indeed. Open the right door for them to get in, Lord. Lead them. By Your Holy Spirit, Lord, help them to be obedient people of God, like Abraham, like King David, Lord. Walk in Your way and be blameless, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Turn to the person next to you and say, "God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah." And King. Nothing is impossible. The Creator of all this, from the world out of nothing, you form it by your hand.
trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.